star Charlotte Flair, also known as the Queen, and uh, listen to Wrestling POV podcast and always do it with Flair. Woo! Wrestling POV is preposterous, is obnoxious, is atrocious, is ridiculous, is cheerilish, is interesting, but stupid! Wrestling POV is your point of view, bring you 20 years of change in the wrestling business. From the spotlight to the polls, from birthdays to hot tech news. Wrestling news, rumors, and injury reports Covered by the greatest in the whole damn sport This week in wrestling, who made the book? Five seconds shot full, pay-per-view points game Love, peace, and wrestling is what they're all about So sit back, kick back, and hear them all out Here we are to save the day Yes, we Rampage. are here We're here Rampage! 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 <laughs> hey, come on, oh, man. Say it more. Say it with more girth, so, brother. So, oh, like, Rampage! Oh, there we go. There, there we go. go. <laughs> yes. Yes. As you hear, you got Tony Diaz, Clay Cummings, and Rick Strong third here on Wrestling POV Podcast. We are here. Yeah. We're queer. Get used to it. I mean, no. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> Oh, anyway, before we start the show, uh, no releases this week. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh, wait, no, there is one. Um, Clay Cummings, sorry. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Take my ass off the book first. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's if, you're gonna, if you're going to fire me, at least get me out of the book. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> But um, no, I mean, no, no releases from what I heard was that they're not going to be any releases anytime soon. That's, That's right. Anytime soon. That's pretty bad. But I also did hear that this is going to be a yearly thing where they're going to be releasing people yeah. like crazy. So, yep. Um, yeah. Wow. Which is sad because I, I, you know what? I don't even know if it's sad or it's smart. And the reason why I'm saying that is because if you think about it this way, when uh, AEW first came around, that what were they? Was was WWE like in a panic mode because they were signing all these people, bringing them in, and da da da, signing contract extensions and all this other shit, and to now where they're just like, you know what? We don't care here. They're taking yeah. all of our guys, but then now. Is AEW going to be in that same predicament? Now, I'm, I'm going to explain it this way. Right now, as of now, uh, WWE has released a total of 52 people. 52. Wow. wow. And it looked, and AEW, out of those 52, AEW's only signed, what, two? Yeah. Aleister Black and Miro? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. And Andrade. And Andrade, yeah. yes. So, yeah. So, the three people out of the 52. Yep. So... They're not, you know, I'm sorry, but every time there's always that, oh, they go to AEW. Um, yeah. There's only three people right now. Yeah. Um, you would think the Iconics would definitely be there. Yeah, yeah. I thought so, too. Now, let me ask you guys a question. <laughs> Since we're talking about the Iconics, 
do you think they can really boost the women's division with uh, with them being there? Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. They they definitely are a tag team, but they can definitely wrestle. I mean, Peyton Royce proved it when she had a little solo run that she can do a little acrobatics here and there. Uh, Billy Kay, on the other hand, I think she adds just what we saw with the comedy. She's well, a genius but, at it. But let me yeah. ask you, because that's the question I was going to bring up, too. Billy Kay, she's more of a comedy act. Is yeah. there room for a comedy act in the women's division with Billy Kay? Because I haven't seen really no comedy act in AEW at all. That's true. Right. Right. Uh, and Seriously, I think there's really it. none. Mm-mm. I think the closest maybe was when the inner circle was doing those little vignettes. Remember yeah. in Vegas and then MJF with, with the sing along. I think that's the closest. But as far as the women's division go, I don't see it. Billy wow. Kay needs to, in my opinion, Billy Kay needs to stay with that whole comedy act that she does because that's what it fits her. Yeah. That's what suits her. She and was her, gold, she was gold in WWE. She could make it work in AEW. Easily. That's what I'm talking about. But yeah. I don't see, like I said, I haven't seen any kind of like comedy things or comedic wrestler in AEW. No, that's a good question. Does AEW take themselves too seriously? Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it looks like they do. It yeah. looks like they do, but uh, the the storytelling in AEW, to me, in my opinion, is just one-sided. And when right. I say one-sided, I'm exactly what you said. There's a lot of serious storytelling in AEW. And there's nothing on the lighter side of AEW. You know what I'm saying? Even though you would WWE, yes, there, whose storytelling is better? I'm not going to answer that right now, but there's certain things WWE certainly does do better than AEW. Part of it is storytelling. And the other part is the comedic side. Uh, When you need a laugh, they'll, they'll, they can make it work. The only thing problem I have with it, is that they're constantly repeating it all the time. And I've said that I've, I've freaking you know, harped on that a lot of times on the show. So, but with Billy Kay, it worked for her in WWE. Will it work for her if she did sign with AEW? That's yeah, I, yeah, I think it will. I think it absolutely will. But how and with who? A lot of her yeah. comedic sketches were in the back. Yeah, true. you know what I'm saying? Um, when she got well, on ringside she was mainly either a tag partner so she was able to do it or she was sitting ringside on commentary you know which is a good spot for her because it would be good to have her on commentary also the because everybody's so serious at AEW that's what makes her comedy even better because mm-hmm. everybody's so serious imagine her going up to uh Jay Cargill <laughs> and being like, here's my resume, and uh, and Jay just like, get away from me. And then you go, Britt Baker. Look at this is my, like, there's a lot mm-hmm. of good people that she can go up to and and try to get to be on their side and everything. So yeah, I, I think I think it would be good. She has to be there. Peyton Royce, on the other hand, she can wrestle. She, she can wrestle. She can. And I but, and I think I can. I see her a good contender for Britt Baker, a good fight, good wrestling match between those two. I could see that. 
Um, sure. But who else? I mean, there's Ruby. <laughs> you know, Ruby. she might be impact bound from what I heard now. Wow. Oh. That might fit her. Honestly, I think she needs to go to New Japan. Yeah, okay. I, I really do. Um, there's a lot. Like I said, 52 WWE wrestlers and only three of them signed to AEW. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, all right. You know what? Let's get on with the show, shall we? Yes, sir. All right. We have Spotlight this week is Jungle Boy, Rick. All right, Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Should mm-hmm. he leave Jurassic Express? Now, I'm going to tell you right now, Jack Perry, Jungle Boy, is 24 years old. Um, at the age of 24, Randy Orton was world heavyweight champion. At the age of 25, Brock Lesnar was the youngest WWE champion. Should Jungle Boy leave Jurassic Express and like go on a solo run to become a champion of his own? I don't know, but I'm going to tell you this, guys. This is what Jungle Boy said recently. I hate doing promos. It's something that I never wanted to do, and I made a point not to do it, and somehow I got by without it. And now when I have to do it, when they tell me I have to do it, I want to run away and hide somewhere. It's just so not my style. So Mm -hmm. now how can somebody like Jungle Boy say something like that and us take him serious as a title contender when he doesn't even want to cut promos and he wants to run and hide, run and hide. He used those words. So because of all of this, I'm going to say, no, stay with Jurassic Express. If that's Mm. your comfort zone, stay with Jurassic Express. I honestly think you have potential jungle boy to be a champion of your own, right? Put on some muscle, you know, talk a little bit more, put some vinegar in your throat and and get, (laughs) get some Stank on your balls, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I don't, I don't, because he's saying these things, I don't see him as a champion. I see him as just Jungle Boy with Jurassic Express. Clay, what are your thoughts? You know what? After hearing that comment, you have changed what I was going to say because I could see Jungle Boy as a champion, even as a world champion. Just going in there. He's got so much talent, so much potential. But after I heard this comment just now, and I haven't heard this, you know, at all throughout the week, I'm going to have to say no, because if you're going to be world champion and represent a company and be like this big time star, you're going to have to cut a promo. You're going to have to, you know, show yourself out. Yeah. And the fact that you're, you're scared to death about it. And that surprises me because his dad was an actor. So, yeah. I mean, again you're not in front of a crowd you know that sort of thing but his dad was an actor i would think he had that kind of you know talent in him but after hearing all that how how can you be taken seriously so stay with jurassic express and stay with your role yeah tony i i will say this there's two comments i'm gonna make on this one is it works for dexter loomis apparently we've never heard him cut a promo um and number two, I'm sorry number to say, <laughs> um, I'm sorry to say, but promos is part of wrestling. Mm-hmm. And you know that going in, you have to sell yourself, not only by wrestling, but with the promo, you can be soft spoken. There's nothing wrong with that. He might be camera shy. Who the hell knows? We don't know. But think of it this way. There's a big difference 
uh, and I'm going to be jumping around a little bit, but there's a big difference in Roman's promos now than he was when he was a baby face. You know yeah. why? Yeah. It's because he's just talking. He's doing it on his own. He's not being scripted, you know, and, and that's probably the best thing that could happen to Roman. As far as um, Jungle Boy goes, he just needs to work on it. Who knows? And we don't know. Granted, Tony Khan owns AEW, but the ones that's also running, it is Cody Rose, the Young Bucks and all this. And I'm sorry, you're going to tell me the Young Bucks promos are any good? No, they are not. But they still go out and do it. Why? Because it's part of the business. I'm sorry. He has to learn how to sell himself. If he's not comfortable with it, then you're going to stay in the mid card. And I, I praise Jungle Boy a lot of times. And he he has potential to be, you know, main event status. You know what I'm saying? He does. He has it. He has the look. He has the built. He can wrestle. He's shown that. But I'm sorry. You got to sell yourself. So if you want people to go to the show to see you, you got to sell yourself. And, you know, Think of it this way. If a car salesman is going to sell you a car without saying anything, are you going to buy that car? No, you're not, because you don't know what the fuck's wrong with it. Exactly. It's simple as that. So um, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> should Jungle Boy go out on his own or should he stay with Jurassic Express? If if he can't cut a promo and sell himself, I'm going to say stay, just stay with Jurassic Express. But don't bitch when they don't put you in the main event again. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Don't bitch. Uh, Felix H. Brown, the third, my cousin. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Of the thirds. Uh, No reason for Jungle Boy Express to split. No reason for Jungle Boy to leave them. So he kind of I'm guessing he's agreeing with us. And all right. Magnus Leisure. He's uh, he's commented a lot of times. But homeboy wrote a book. He wrote. (laughs) Well, they haven't won the tag titles yet. They think they've. They're even currently in the top five. That really seems to be a no issue, non-issue for the collective. Jungle Boy's popularity has seemed to falter at all. In fact, challenging Cody for TV title early on, and most recently Omega for the AEW title have proven to be good for him. The Jurassic Express doesn't need to break up. They should take a page from the New Day's playbook and just sort of naturally separate amongst chasing and fulfilling solo endeavors. I think Jungle Boy is most likely to win a solo title before Jurassic Express wins a title as a tandem. Mm. You guys agree with him? I like that whole New Day thing that he was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Go off on your own, but still be part of the group. But will it work for them? No. I. It's possible. (laughs) Okay. I... I just I don't know. Is Mar- here's the question though: Is Marco stunt in that dilemma? If it's going to be yeah. Jurassic Express, do you really see him mm-hmm. going after a solo title? Well, I see him. <laughs> if they were going to go solo, I see him teaming up with uh, Luchasaurus as like the lackey and everything, as his manager more mm-hmm. so than anything. Okay, okay. Because yeah. when I was thinking New Day, you got the three talented guys, and I'm not saying Marco's not talented. I'm just saying like the three you can actually see as a solo run marco no (laughs) guy going after a title (laughs) uh bob dutra says no you leave the way he is booked alone 
He is getting the knowledge he needs to be great. Okay. I mm-hmm. guess he's he's getting the knowledge. He's getting the knowledge. And knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. Yes, absolutely. It is. <laughs> I couldn't say that with a straight face. All right. That is your spotlight this week. We went on long uh, enough with it. We got 89% of the people say Jungle Boy should go out on his own. Wow. 100% say no. That was probably before the comment. <laughs> but i wonder if they've changed their mind after hearing what we had to say Who yeah. knows? maybe we changed some people's minds yeah all right so that's your spotlight next week's spotlight is rick oh we'll find out we'll find out so in other yeah. words he doesn't know no all right, so <laughs> into the uh facebook post uh after monday night raw i thought this was uh not after but during monday night raw i found this actually interesting elias he burns his guitar and says wwe used to stand for walk with elias but now elias is dead so what's his next gimmick is obviously this is a gimmick change happening i have not seen and i've been looking i have not seen anything as far as rumors go about what his next gimmick is going to be so, fellas, what is his next gimmick going to be? Uh, uh, Duke the Dumpster Drozzy 2. <laughs> oh, hopefully not released. <laughs> you know, release Josh Sanders' next on the budget cuts at this rate. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, Magnus Leisure, again, very, very. Um, <laughs> yeah. He wrote another chapter. Uh, he says the guitar playing gimmick wasn't going to get him any championships. So I'm eager to see what else he's got. I don't necessarily want to see him completely repackaged because the way uh, that always bothers me when a superstar sees being one thing and becomes something entirely different. But he said Elias is dead. So that's probably exactly what WWE is going to do. I heard I heard he does the super over Italian character, so maybe he'll debut that. I'd never heard of that. Mm-mm. I know he. I know he had a couple of characters uh, that he used to do in the indies that really? were really over. Yeah, and I think that was one of them. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, where was I? Uh, Italian character, so maybe he'll debut that. Uh, though I'd much rather he'd be Samson and just spin off a slightly different character based off the drifter gimmick and less of the Elias character he had become. That is interesting. Yo, Magnus Leisure is the fan of the week this week. He has to be, and we haven't done that in a while. Yeah. (laughs) Ron uh, Tineo, he says The Fiend version 2. Rhea Rebel, I'm not pronouncing your last name, sorry. Uh, she said, I hope he wins titles. Uh, <laughs> that was it. I just hope he wins titles. Well, yeah. just to say, Elias did win a title. He was a 24-7 champion. At one oh, point. man. Ouch. Damn. Damn, Rick. <laughs> you just said, listen, this is what I think of him. Fuck him. Um, guys, what do you guys think? Is uh, uh, what, What's um, his next gimmick going to be? I like I like uh, what they said about the Drifter. That mm-hmm. was cool, but I think he's done with guitars. Um, I think they are going to do something fiendish with him uh, because, look, they got rid of everybody. They got rid of all the ghouls and the hobgoblins and all of them. They got rid of Aleister Black. They got rid of the Fiend, Bray Wyatt. 
Undertaker's not there anymore. They're going to need somebody dark. So um, I think they're going to go with that with him. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm scared with his promos because he has s- sort of a lisp. So if yeah. he's doing this methodical character or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, I'm scared for that. But we'll see. Um, I, I, his wrestling is so great. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think he can really, really do well with, with his in-ring ability. But it's character-wise, what can he bring to the table? This will be a stretch for him. Yeah. Yeah, sure enough. But I do um, – I think, personally, I think he's going to shave the beard. Wow. He might even cut the hair. Mm. He may look unrecognizable. I was going to say, if he's going to be like a dark – type character like that that may be really interesting to do have no facial hair at all be like this creepy you know and I, he's got the look for it the build he's got yeah. everything to it. it's just got to be the right you know character and story mm-hmm. and everything else i can see him being like that could he be kane version two maybe mm. coming out with a mask mm. um he's i don't know man i Goatee, maybe make him look more scary. I don't know. I don't know, but I, I do. I I have a deep feeling that he's gonna be shaven, clean shaven. All right, clean shaven, bald, bald, bald. Jerry, he's bald, bald. <laughs> bald. All right. Uh, yeah. But I do like the other suggestions, though. So that'll be cool. All right. Up next on our Facebook poll, the FDW title. Is it relevant? Jesus Christ. I had to ask that because they keep pushing this dumb title. And for what? Um, To me, it don't mean shit. To me, honestly, and of course, everybody should know this. This is an ego trip for, for Taz. That's all that is. Because nobody, nobody, and I'm glad Brian Cage said what he said about that title. I don't give a fuck about that fucking title. You just, y'all just put it on me. <laughs> he's, right. Is, he's right. He didn't yeah. fight for that title. He didn't say, oh, that's a title I want. Give me a fucking break. All that is just an ego for Taz. And that's it. You know, what's his name's on? Uh, Ricky Stark has it. What's he doing with it? I, I don't see nobody chasing him for it. I don't see nobody in line saying, I want that title. That title's mine. I don't know. It's just an ego thing for Taz. That is it. What do you guys think? I agree well, 100%. I'll let Clay go first. Go ahead, Clay. All right. I agree 100%. Like Tony said, it's nobody's chasing for that thing. The only guys that are, you know, have had it or are fighting for it is Taz's posse and it's like (laughs) no it's not relevant you're not nobody's wanting that title and taz is an egomaniac so i will say that how much i want to bet that title goes around his son no it's bound to happen bound to happen i can't stand that kid either (laughs) (laughs) i mean seriously i can't stand taz but then knowing that his son is there too doesn't hasn't wrestled. How long has he been there? But over a year, yeah, has not wrestled yeah, yeah. one match. And you're gonna tell me I gotta believe he's a badass? The fuck out of here! Get the fuck out of here, Rick. All right, you ready? Ass. Ready? Oh well, definitely I can, but I'm injured still from oh. my wrestling pinky days. issue. 
Yeah. Pinky. Perry, but- <laughs> Perry McCurry, he said, no, it's not relevant. <laughs> He's just like, no. Eric Davis says, yes. Shame on you, man. I don't like, I don't know. Uh, Silvio J. Mina says, I couldn't care less about it personally. <laughs> <laughs> so in other words, didn't like it. He just said, no, don't like it. Uh, th- was there a poll there, Rick? Uh, well, I would like to answer myself. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Why don't, what, yeah. What's your answer to that? Well, I'm about to blow your minds. Uh, yes, it's relevant. No, it's title. Not. It's absolutely a title. You must um, out your mind. If you consider the million dollar belt a title. I don't. I consider the FTW title a title. <laughs> um, many people are all they flourish whenever they see the million dollar title. Oh, it's a million dollar title. It's amazing. It's this and that. So FTW title is a title. It's relevant. It's no. something that people are going after. No. Uh, Ricky Starks wanted it. He got it. Uh, if somebody wants to go after it, they'll go after it. Whenever like who? Ricky Starks, <laughs> Does nobody Ricky been going after it? <laughs> because they've been doing this poorly staged storyline. But again, the million dollar title, it stayed with Million Dollar Man for a long time. And then when Virgil got it, no one was going after Virgil for it. Because it, it, it wasn't a title. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a novelty title. It's one of those things where it just stays within a certain storyline and then it just disappears. You know, I, I hate to say this, but the 24-7 title is more of a title than those two titles. It definitely is. Uh, and that's why I called it a novelty title, because it's one of those things where it just stays within the storyline. So I think it is a considerable championship. People should consider it as a championship. And it's just one of those things where it stays within the storyline. That's my no. take on it. No. Yes. That's yes. terrible, Rick. Terrible. <laughs> it's just terrible that you said that. It's just deplorable. Deplorable and egregious. Yeah. It belongs. <laughs> Clay's like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, Rick, what are you talking about? Now, see, if you would have agreed with me, Clay, you would have been out the book, but you did it. Ah, so. <laughs> oh, shit, man. No, don't believe him, uh, Clay. <laughs> He's trying to trick you. That's oh, funny. Lord. All right. Um, is that it? Yes. Sir. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Uh, let's get straight into the wrestling news from around the world. Take it away, Rick. All right. Before we do that, let's get into some birthdays. All right. Shayna Baszler turns 41 years old. Jesus Christ. Seriously? Wow. Yeah. Wow. 41. Wow. Um, also turning 41. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Wade Barrett turns Wade 41. Barrett. Wow. wow. Happy birthday. Yeah. yeah. Happy birthday. Alexa Bliss turns 30. Holy shit. Serious? Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. You know, Tony, we've been doing this for so long that Alexa Bliss was 25 when we started this show. Yes. <laughs> yes. <Wow>. 25. <laughs> now it's 30. Nah. Buy a t shirt. Typhoon turns 56 years old. Yeah. My big man. Typhoon Tugboat. Um, Savio Vega turns 57 years old. Wow. Wow. My boy. Yeah. And last but not least, Hulk Hogan turns 68 years old. Wow, brother, brother, brother. Happy birthday, brother, brother. Get up there, brother. Yeah, brother, brother, brother. Happy birthday, brother, brother, brother. <laughs> you, you got it all out, your system. You good? 
No, <laughs> brother. <Bill>. Go ahead. <laughs> With that being said, it's now time for the wrestling news from around the world. Some very sad news. Um, Kelly Kelly uh, had a miscarriage. Oh no! Uh, she was in her first trimester. Uh, she didn't announce it anywhere yet, and uh, she ended up having a miscarriage. She announced on her social media page. Um, so our thoughts and prayers go out to her and her family, her husband. Um, yeah. Yes. Very sad That's news. Yes. Yeah. Um, on the lighter side of news, Candice LeRae announces she is pregnant. Oh, wow. Yeah. Her yes. and Johnny Gargano. Okay. The way. Wait a minute. Yeah. Are you sure? I'm yes. positive. Because I thought yeah. that we were talking about their dog. No. Nope. It was, it was her? I thought they were talking about her, their dog that's pregnant. No, 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 no. That's what it looked like with the dog in the yeah. picture. But no, it's definitely her. It was oh, Candace, wow. yeah. They had the yeah. picture and everything. It was all awesome. and all that. Well, yeah. maybe we won't see her wings for a while. Yeah. But yeah. congratulations on that. That's exciting. And that yeah. also gets the way out the way, I guess. Nah. Yeah. Nah. But, but it won't. It no, won't. No. Be there. <laughs> It'll still be there. Yep. Um, and last but not least, uh, Max Caster from AEW suspended yeah. two months. And has to attend sensitivity training. Good. So I think that's the right thing to do. That is the right thing to do. Yes. It is. Because let me tell you something. And I've said this over and over again. And AEW is no exception. Okay. They have to. Tony Khan. Okay. Because he's the, he's the money guy. He's. You got to take some kind of control. Because if that was okay, and like if people said, if he found it okay, and they kept going with it, you know, I'm sorry to say, but then what's next? What's going to be after that? No one knows. A lot of people were upset with this. And that, and I mentioned last week that Alfred guy, he got a lot of heat for that, for yeah. agreeing and for saying that he was okay with it. That's nothing wrong. He was just expressing his artistic ability. Shut the fuck up. He still is saying there was nothing wrong with that. But the funny thing is what he said, he goes, when John Cena was doing that, that was okay. Remember, we talked about this last week and we all said that was a different era. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's different now, brother. Get your head out your ass and fucking, you know, I I don't want to go into it, but, you know, it's a good thing that Tony Khan did that because he has to show you. I'm the one and this is my company. You're not going to do this to my company. You're not going to do something stupid under the AEW brand name. And I don't blame yeah. him for doing that at all. Not at no. all. Nope. Absolutely. All right. It is now time for the NXT UK report with our UK correspondent, Matt Novak. Matt, take it away. Thanks, Rick. And welcome back to the NXT UK report. The show opened up with the first match of the night straight away from the opening theme. We saw Flash Morgan Webster against Wolfgang. Both of these men are really experienced and it showed as they put on a well-managed match and Webster looking amazing throughout. Uh, although unfortunately for him, he wasn't able to pick up the win, eventually being pinned after a powerful spear from Wolfgang. Um, this match was 
really was a great way to start the night and it's the level that the roster need to aspire to it's levels above what we normally see from the nxt crew in a backstage segment assistant gm sid Scarlett announced in two weeks there will be a rematch between Ginny and alfie valkyrie which will be a no dq match and additionally joseph connors will be locked inside a cage ringside nxt uk seemed throwing any stipulation at matches recently and i'm not sure they need to it just takes away from the special attraction of them in future. They seem to have kind of like painted themselves into a corner. The second match saw Nina Samuels taking on Amel in a back and forth slugfest. Amel picked up the win via a spinebuster into a pin. Really was just a basic filler match. Very hard hitting, I'll give them that, but I don't know. The, the actual wrestling on display wasn't as good as you'd hope for. They definitely need to uh, spend a bit more time at uh, Performance Centre. Next, there was a really rather lengthy promo package hyping up the men's title match at TakeOver and highlighting the match Dragunov and Dunn had on NXT last week. This match has so much to live up to with all this hype, but I honestly feel we could be in for the match of the year come TakeOver. Really, really looking forward to that. And, and I definitely think we've got a title change on our hands coming up. In the final match of the night, we had a first round match of the Heritage Cup number one contender tournament with Mark Andrews taking on Noam Dar. That was for you, Tony. This match went the full distance with no man able to pick up a point until late into the third round when Dar scored. Andrews levelled in the fourth, but it was in vain as Dar was able to advance to the semi finals in the last few seconds of the fifth round. I'm not sure any fans actually enjoy the whole Heritage Cup format, but they seem insistent on having it as a focal point each week, so let's just enjoy it for what it is, I guess. Overall, a decent showing in ring this week, although the show was filled with a lot of general WWE adverts and promos for other shows, SmackDown, Raw, Network, WWE Shop, you name it, it was there. So unfortunately, I'm not giving, um, I'm only giving this week a two star, unfortunately. This is Matt Novak, and that is the NXT UK Report. No, I'm done. You know, he I did love, it for you, Tony. He, he did do it. He did do it, but th that was. <laughs> I had to mute my my uh, my mic because I was laughing. He, he could. I all right. You know what? I give it to him. He did it. Okay, but. <laughs> Job, Matt. <laughs> I I laughed a lot on that one, but yeah, that yeah, was great. That, that was, was great. I, I can't. But as it comes to NXT UK, like he's he brought up a good point about the novelty matches. Mm -hmm. Don't do them too much. Yeah, like he said, we got Jenny and Valkyrie going at it in a no DQ match, and then Joseph mm -hmm. Connors is going to be in a cage. Yeah. It's like let's not do this every week. It's yeah. bad enough they're doing Heritage Cup matches every week now for this little tournament they got going. Yeah. Um. But so just just don't get carried away. You don't. NXT UK is a good enough show that it doesn't need to do novelty matches every single week to yep. to flourish. So let's just ease back and stay calm and just keep going on and yep. doing what you've been doing. Uh, and I do agree with Matt that Dragonoff and Walter could be match of the year candidate. Definitely one First. of the matches that I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yes. Um, but Tony, I appreciate I appreciate the gnome Dar Matt. <laughs> I really do. Tony, it's, all, it's time for the rumors. All right, there's been a lot of talk in WWE of making major changes to NXT, including a new logo, new lighting, a focus on younger talents, and a different format to the TV shows. 
that could be part of the thinking behind the recent NXT talent releases. So um, to go more into this, because this is the only thing that I have as far as rumors go, Triple H and Shawn Michaels didn't have anything to do with the recent NXT releases, and it was all Vince McMahon, Bruce Pritchard, and John Laurinaitis. They felt the wrestlers in NXT were too small and too old. They're looking in. Uh, they're looking to change that moving forward, likely to match the original vision of NXT, which was a true developmental promotion. So, wow, yep. So Bray Wyatt and Bronson Reed are small then. <laughs> Bronson Reed, Bronson Reed is actually small though. He's six foot only. He's he's Adam Cole's height. I'm bigger wow. than Bronson Reed. Yeah. 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 In Clay, height you're and bigger weight. than Bronson Reed. I, I'm bigger than Bronson Reed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I did hear about Bronson Reed. The reason why he was let go is because Vince McMahon didn't even see him as a anything special. Because remember, he was trying, he did some matches, some dark matches on I think yeah. SmackDown. And yeah. Vince was just not impressed. And he said, Why is he even in NXT? That's what he said. And on wow. top of that, he said if he if I can't see him, this is a quote from Vince. If I can't see him in the main roster, why is he going to still be in NXT? Uh, so the whole vision of NXT, and I do agree with this part. A lot of people might hate me for this, but it is a developmental, you know, promotion for yeah. WWE. Now, there's a lot of things I've been hearing about this, and I'm just like scratching my head. Um, NXT or WWE as a whole. They have their own style of, I don't want to say own style of wrestling, but they have their own ways uh, as far as wrestling, promote promos, all this other crazy shit that they do that they've been doing for years. When they came up with NXT, it was to bring in these indie guys or newer guys and to show them, you know, and it's little things too. It's not just with wrestling, it's little things like, Make sure you're facing a hard camera when you do your final pin or make sure you're aware of this and that. And you know what I'm saying? Know the signals, know the calls, know the, you know, um, the the talk that we do or whatever it is. You know, it is different. And that was NXT. It was to prep them for the main roster. Yeah. NXT acts honestly, they've gotten it looks like they've gotten away with it to become its own thing. And mm-hmm. I remember a long time ago, Triple H says, No, we're not developmental, we're our own brand. Yeah. And yep. sorry to say, and- even during our little when we have our uh who's better than who or who beat who and shit like that for the year, NXT won two years in a row. Three. Three. Three yeah. years in a row. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. I said. And they they didn't look like a developmental brand. Now well, we're going to see them more as a developmental brand. My question to you guys, and you guys can just say, you know, what's on your mind about this, is that if this, if NXT starts to have all these changes and it's going to be a, a developmental brand, uh, kind of like OVW, um, what happens to the guys like Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, Timothy Thatcher, Pete Dunne, these guys that's already been there for a long time, Adam Cole, what happens to them? I honestly think they stay there and they keep developing younger talent, putting over younger talent, 
Um, one of the things but also, that they said, not to cut you off, Rick, but also the fact of they got their guys are too small. It's hard to say. Adam yeah. Cole is small. Johnny Gargano is small. Tommaso Ciampa is small. What happens? I mean, did they get grandfathered in? So they stay there to help these younger talent? Or they say, you know what? Let's bring them up to the main roster, see what they can do. Well, if we rewind the tape, you'll hear me say that they should stay and then help develop the... <laughs> I don't know why I made that noise. That was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you this. Uh, they were blaming uh, Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa for making NXT a more uh, reliable source of uh, of a show. Really? Because of their main event matches that they were That's having. That's ridiculous. They were having, nah, they were having five-star matches, Tony. They were having great matches. And, and they were. I agree, they were. And I agree. They brought him up from a developmental program to an actual, oh, shit, this is legit. This is good. This is, I want to watch <laughs> this every week. Yeah. That's what it was at that point. So I, I'll give them, I, I say, you know what, make it a developmental program because, honestly, it's a lot. It's a lot for us. It's a I lot agree. for the wrestlers itself. I think yes. make it developmental. Have those guys stay there. Um, I don't see Johnny Gargano surviving on the main roster. I don't see Chomper surviving on the main roster. I don't see Adam Cole surviving on the main roster. So mm-hmm. keep him there. Let him stay in NXT and develop the younger talents, the the car the Carmelos of the the future. Mm-hmm. Well, I honestly think where they messed up big time is when they did that storyline of like, we are NXT. And even that one Survivor Series, I can't remember what year it was. They decimated everybody. Where they beaten the shit out of Raw and SmackDown. And then they mm-hmm. you know, tried to make, you know, this whole thing like we are our own brand type thing. And I think that's where they fucked up. Nice. But, you know. If they if they want to do the de- developmental thing, that's perfectly fine too, because I think that's honestly what it was all meant out to be. And like Rick said too, with Champa, Gargano, Cole, I think why they've been there so long is just to like test these other guys that are coming in and help them out. And you know, just I agree with 100% with what you said. So make it a developmental, get it back to what it originally was planned out to be, and keep it that way. I agree. So, I do agree, but um, I don't know, man. This is gonna. This is this. I don't know. I I think they'll still be okay though, but they want big guys. It's like, come yeah. on, you can't. No, there's talented guys that are short. AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. You can't be Vince. Can't be thinking that way. Right. And, and over thirty. Seriously, seriously. This is the problem with Vince, and I know he listens to the show. Yeah, I do. Yeah. My th- Vince, listen, you gotta stop with this. There's, n- I'm not gonna build another star like John Cena or The Rock. Then how are you gonna? How you expect your company to beat everybody in the ratings? Put it that way. Right. How are you gonna expect to throw a good show if you don't push any of these guys to see what they have, to see what they got? If something is good, if something, if the fans are liking some somebody or or a certain segment or a certain match, why wouldn't you uh, take advantage of that? I think the main problem is, and this is just my point of view, that sort of thing, is he, you know, he thinks in the back of his mind that he can get the Rocks, the Cenas, the Goldbergs, the Brock Lesners mm-hmm. in a snap like that, and he's like, well, why, why would I try to, you know? build more guys when I can just get those guys that know what they're doing and make the crowd pop. 
And yeah. maybe that's his mindset, which sucks because then you're not developing, you know, younger talent because those guys aren't going to be around forever. Yeah. yeah. They're not. And let's, let's not forget, though, Vincent Wynn does have a monster in the back, uh, Parker Bordeaux. Yeah. This dude is a monster. And he wasn't. Did you see him at security? Yeah. Yes. So, that, um, he's a big dude. That's a beast. He's a big dude. <laughs> that's a big dude. So, they said the, the, the future Brock Lesnar. So yeah. I can see it. We'll see. We'll see. Hey, yeah. He's scary. He's yeah. scary. Yeah. Scurry. Scurry. Look at Clay. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, yo, Clay, you almost got off the book on that one. <laughs> wow. I'm getting closer. I'm getting closer. <laughs> he keeps teasing you with that. All right. Um, that's all I got for the rumors. But I do wanted to bring this out. Um, is that apparently during on Raw, um, I guess it was like uh, either before the show or during a commercial break, they they tend to do these promos on the screen of, you know, whatever it is. And there was one promo where it was Mick Foley and Steve Austin. They were talking about how awesome The Fiend was. Wow. wow. Yeah. This huh. was on Raw. Uh, well, during the commercial. It, yeah. it was either... Sorry. Let me get it right. It was either during the commercial when on TV or it was right before the show started, you know, to amp the crowd. So they do these little p- promos. I'm thinking it was right before the show. Um, what do you guys think of that? I mean, happy accident or we're being a ruse with this whole thing? I think that it's just a happy accident. Uh, Ray seems to be moving on. He's dropping hints and everything mm-hmm. about uh, a future character. Yeah. I think... Uh, I don't think he's coming back. I think that was just a happy accident. All right. I mean, I wouldn't mind him coming back. I would love no. him to come back. No, bro. Hell no. no. He should. I think the crowd will pop big time, you know? And and just since we're talking about it, I, I honestly... And, and fellas, uh, people, fans, humans, humanoids, as Bobby Heenan would say, stop chanting, we want Wyatt. Because number one, I can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, don't do it during Alexa Bliss's match. That's not fair to her. It's not no, her fault. She didn't do anything. Yeah, it's not her no. fault. Don't no. do the WWW <laughs> during her match. That's I was not. Say, that's not fair. Gonna, it's going to be like the CM Punk thing. Unfortunately, yeah. it really is. Anytime yeah. you, you know, brought out a certain guy or whatever that was associated with. Bray Wyatt or mm-hmm. CM Punk—that shit's gonna happen, and it's not—it's not like you said. It's not fair to Alexa at all. It's she not put on it. It's She's not. doing her own thing. Yeah. So, and and before we go to the injury, I will say this also, and uh, it just popped in my head. I saw, and this is recent, as far as yesterday, recent, is that WWE is still trying to sign Daniel Bryan. Wow. Yeah. So that doesn't surprise me, though, honestly. What I find that interesting is, okay, why is that rumor going around if he, and I'm doing air quotes, supposedly signed a contract with AEW? You know what I'm saying? Why would they still try to sign him? says that a contract is just paper and you can rip it up. That's what Vince is thinking, (laughs) that you can just move on from it. You know know what? I'm I'm close to putting Vince in the book. (laughs) We've never done that before either. I mean, we can't be disrespectful to the boss. I mean, yeah, he's not my boss. 
Oh, he is. <laughs> He's not our boss. He's definitely my boss. I bet he is. all right that's all i got for the rumors clay what do you have for injury i have no injuries this week but it looks like miz is 100 percent. and after running from damien priest yeah so he may be okay to go now so i guess we'll see next week we'll see what happens all right hot tag news this week uh rick you did this one and i kind of chuckled when i saw it which superstar is the biggest diva (laughs) Hulk Hogan or Bill Goldberg? All right. Rick, explain yourself. Why'd you do this? You know what it is? It's that everybody always says Hulk Hogan is the biggest diva of all time. And when you look at Goldberg coming back again and again for title shot, title shot, and and picking people who he's going to beat, I was just like, that's such a diva. And then I was just like, who is the biggest diva? I want to know. I want to hear what people (laughs) have to say. Is it Hulk Hogan or is it Bill Goldberg? And you know what? I have to say, uh, it's Hulk Hogan. It's always Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I mean, Hulk Hogan had his moments in which he was picking his opponents. He did it with Bret Hart at WrestleMania 9. He was like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to put Bret over. Um, he's in the movies. He's on TV shows. He did all that. And he was the biggest diva of the time. He was the biggest superstar in the world. He was huge. He was larger than life. As much as I dislike Goldberg and all of the stuff that he's been doing lately with Saudi Arabia matches are terrible, beating The Fiend, beating Brock Lesnar, all that other stuff. Ugh. Hulk Hogan, man, the finger poker dude. We cannot forget that. The finger poker dude when he beat Kevin Nash with a finger poke. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah, Hulk Hogan is the biggest diva of all time. I'm sorry. Uh, Tony, what are your thoughts? You know, I, I was thinking about this over and over and over and over, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, who is the biggest diva? And I, I, at first, I was like 100% Hogan, because he, he he is. Let's let's be real, he is. But lately, with everything that I've been hearing about Goldberg, especially uh, from the Saudi Arabia show, when he was like, "I'm not losing to the fame," that's being a diva. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. And he took the title, and then um, you know he just pops. I don't know, man. That's pretty close. This is pretty yeah. close. He's up there too. He is. He does act like a diva. Um, but I will. I'm gonna go with Hogan on this one. Clay, All right, Clay. <laughs> they both definitely are one. Probably the top two biggest biggest divas in wrestling history. Uh, but for me, I gotta agree, Hogan. Definitely was pampered. Definitely, you know, is full of himself, that sort of thing. So I got to go with Hulk Hogan. He's the biggest diva over Goldberg. But I can't, you know, with what Bill Goldberg's doing right now, it's just hurting himself in general. But I feel like Hope, no matter what other superstar does, Hogan will always be the biggest diva. Yeah. There you go. Rick, um, what are the... Uh... What's the we got the numbers we got are Hulk Hogan seventy nine percent to Goldberg's twenty one percent. Yeah, I just feel like with Goldberg and like what he did in his past helps him more than what he's doing now. Hogan throughout his career was 
But, but let's be careful with that because Goldberg wouldn't put Jericho over, and Jericho mm. didn't even want to win. Jericho was just like, I just want to have a match with you, bro. And Goldberg was pissed off about that. So let's not forget, Goldberg, Goldberg had moments. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Goldberg did. had his moments where he was like picking opponents and was just like, no, I'm not going to give this person the shine or anything like that. And also, he fucking ended Bret Hart's career, even though it has nothing to do with him being a diva. <laughs> um, wow. Piss right. me off. Yeah. All right, well, there you go. There's your hot tag news of the week. Uh, a kind of funny one, though, about being a diva. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. All right. Uh, yeah, and if you have any questions or uh, comments, uh, drop us a line on our Facebook page, and uh, we'll mention it on the show. Sure, why not? Uh, with that being said, let's take a quick pause. When we come back, we have This Week in Wrestling. Rampage! What's going on? This is your NXT Cruiserweight Champion, Leo Rush. Make sure you listen to the Wrestling POV Podcast. You guys absolutely rock. You're incredible. From the man of the hour, Leo Rush. Hey, everybody. Ted DiBiase, the main dollar man. Make sure to listen to the Wrestling POV Podcast. <laughs> And we are back. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash WrestlingPOV and get yourself one of seven T-shirts available for $19.99 plus shipping and handling. You don't want to miss out on this great opportunity, guys. That is $19.99 plus shipping and handling. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash WrestlingPOV. Also, you have us, the Wrestling POV Podcast, Tony Diaz, Rick Toronto III, Clay Cummings. We cover everything. WWE and AEW related, okay? Uh, as we made our major announcement this past week on Wrestling POV Global, Wrestling POV Global will no longer be running. All the AEW news will be covered by us three guys, as well as Matt Novak from the UK. Also, we have WPOV Quarantine with TJ Logan, Elio Canella, Andy Anderson, as they have an abundance of guests from wrestling legends for, to historians to authors to up-and-comers. They all come together and they talk random wrestling topics. You don't want to miss out on that show on our YouTube-based show. It's our YouTube-based show. Yeah. As well as WPOV Aftermath, where we have coverage of every pay-per-view when it comes to WWE and AEW as well. Right after the pay-per-view, stay tuned and you can listen to us talking about the pay-per-view in itself, as well as crowning uh, the winner of the pay-per-view points game. So you don't want to miss out on that because we're going to be giving out a title at the end of SummerSlam 2022. So when we come together, we start next week at the SummerSlam yes. pay-per-view points game. Next you don't week. want to miss out on that. One year, it starts next week. Don't miss yes. out on that. I'm stuttering because I'm just getting so tired. But you know what, Tony? <laughs> I'm ready for Raw. All right. This weekend with Raw, a uh, low point for me, I'll start off. Is I'm going to go with the Lashley promo. Um, it's You want me to get amped up for this Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg fight? You got to do something more than just that. Um, I'm sorry. You know, we just talked about who was more of a diva. Seems like Goldberg in this situation is being more of a diva, in my opinion. But I gave it a point five. Rick, your low point. Well, you know what? I just have to throw this out there. I disagree with you. I, I really uh, that one line that Bobby Lashley said. Oh yeah, that was that perfect. It's not. You're not next. You're done. I'm done. Yeah. I was like, whoa. 
Okay. No, I do I, like that part, but I was just like, for me, I want more out of this. This is supposed of to, course, uh, you of know, course. come for your main title, and you're doing this to me every week. No. No, yeah, I agree with you, but that that one part, that one part in itself, made it not the worst pay, worst point of the night. The worst point of the night for me was Drew defeating Baron Corbin. Anything with Baron Corbin at this point is going to get a point five for me because <laughs> it's just god awful. I don't want to see him on my TV. It's not believable. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No. So that was my lowest point. Okay. Clay, what's your lowest point? Mine was the Bobby Lashley MVP promo. I felt like they just kept repeating, well, I'm going to beat your ass and blah, blah, blah. But I'm glad you brought up that line that Bobby said at the end. You're, you know, you're not next. You're done. That was great. And that's the only reason why I gave it a one. Other than that, it's just I'm not excited for this match coming up. <laughs> the build is terrible. I don't want to see Bill Goldberg going after a world t- title no more. It's just I'm done with it. So I gave it a one. Wow. All right. High points of Raw for me. Uh, I'm going to go with Sheamus versus Ricochet. I love that match. A lot of good chemistry between those two. Ricochet can work, man. I just wish they did something better with Ricochet, to be honest. Um, I gave it a three and a half. Uh, it was that good for me. Rick, what was your high point? My highest point was T-Bar defeating Ali. I gave it a three. Wow. Um, I'm really impressed with what's going on with this whole Mansoor Ali really? and and Retribution thing. I'm really liking Mason T-Bar. I'm yeah. really liking Mason T-Bar. I think they're doing a really good job. Okay. Okay. Um, wait, what did you give it? A three. Wow. Okay. Clay, what was your high point? My highest point was Randy Orton versus AJ Styles at the main event. I gave it a three. I thought working with AJ and Randy, they had a really good match. Um, I know we've seen it, you know, multiple times, but those two put on a really good match. Mm -hmm. And the fact that, you know, you still involve Riddle with RKO bro or RK bro, whatever you want to do, which which was, you know, still still pretty cool. So I gave it a three overall. And RKO and Matt Riddle at the end was pretty cool and yeah so i enjoyed it well there you go all right for me uh overall i gave raw 2.10 this week it wasn't too shabby um there was some low points some high so for me it was just about a two 2.1 is what i have uh overall rick what do you have it overall overall i gave raw 1.8 this week clay i gave raw a two there you go all right, it's now time for AEW Dynamite. Boom. My low points for AEW this week was <laughs> Matt Hardy and Private Party defeating the best friends. This was a sloppy match. It was all over the place. They didn't know what was going on. I gave it a point five. Garbage. Clay, what was your low points of AEW Dynamite? For me, I had to give it to the factory apology bullshit, whatever you want to call that. I gave it a point five. <laughs> Freaking, I am so tired of um, QT Marshall. QT Marshall. Yeah, I couldn't even. I didn't even want to say his fucking name. I'm so tired of him. And then you bring out Tony Schiavone's kid. You get all that. A grown ass man. man. Exactly. You. And then he's like, oh, I'm not defending myself. So you got to bring out Paul White and choke slam him and done. I'm like, seriously, guys, this is what we're doing now. So I gave it a 0.5. Just wow. I, I actually enjoyed that Paul White came out and chokeslammed somebody. I was really <laughs> impressed by that. Yes. Yeah, but Tony, 
just that one thing and then nothing else? Well, he's like, going to fight QT now, obviously. Oh, I hope he beats his fucking ass. Yeah. Oh, he will. He will. Tony, your low points of Dynamite. Uh, low point for me, and, and I need you guys to hear me out. It was the Brit promo. I gave it a one. And the reason why I gave it a one was because of the simple fact that it's going on week after week, except for what happened on Rampage, obviously. But week after week, they keep doing this thing where they're doing a promo with Britt in the ring. Again, she's supposed to be a heel. And then Tony, she's out there hugging Tony Schiavone. This is happening way too much with Britt. Britt is your top female stars she might be the top of all to be honest in my opinion and they had a chance to make her a mega heel in her hometown and they didn't they wanted her to get all the glory and all this other shit they easily could have said or she easily could have said yeah this might be my hometown but you can take those towels and wipe your ass with it or something like that exactly didn't do any of that instead they made red velvet come out attack her like a heel yep look like the heel i'm like no that it was confusing to me i so that that's why i said you got to hear me out first before you 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 know uh criticize me giving that promo spot a one but that you know look at it that way folks it was if she was a baby face by all means i wouldn't have given this a one but i still would have criticized it because week after week they keep doing these promos with brit in the ring with tony savant at to me, it's like, uh, it, I, I just don't like it. So I gave it a one. All right. Um, I do have to mention, uh, as a side note, Jericho defeating Wardlow. That gorilla press slam where he mm-hmm. tried to, oh, he slammed his face mm-hmm. into the turnbuckle and then <laughs> drops him onto the apron. Yeah. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Disgusting. Mm-hmm. And the sloppy ending with the, with the baseball bat. It was very sloppy. Him, him tell yeah. a Wardlow go back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then hitting him with the baseball bat, ridiculous. Yeah. It was um, very, very sloppy. Yeah, mm. my highest point of Dynamite had to be the opening match with the Elite defeating Dante Martin and the Seidel brothers. Let me tell you something, Dante Martin. Woo! For a twenty-year-old kid, that kid can go. He can yeah. fly. He's all over the world. And and for a match in which was very predictable. I mean, everybody knew the Elite was going to win. Yeah, but at course. one point, there was one point where I was <laughs> like, wait a second, is Dante yeah. going to pull the upset here? And that's it why nice. it was my top match. That's why yeah. it was my top match. I gave it a 3.5 because you you made me think that Dante had a chance in this match, and I didn't think it was going to happen in the beginning. Uh, Clay, your high points. I agree 100% with you, man. It was the Elite versus Dante Martin and Seidel brothers. Dante really showed himself in this match. Being 20 years old and being that high-flying ability, being that talented, he's starting to grow on me. Even the whole tag team, like top flight in general, I really enjoyed these guys, and I enjoyed him in this match. So he really showed out, and I agree 100%. You knew the Elite was going to win, but at some point, you thought that they were going to pull it out, and that's what makes – a wrestling match that good it's like you know you think one way and then they do like a certain thing in the match where it's like oh well maybe they could pull it out but then the elite ends up winning and that's fine you know going into that so i gave it a three and a half really enjoyed this match 
Wow. All right, Tony, high points. Well, I got two high points. Uh, one was the Dark Order versus the Good Brothers. I thought that was a good match. Uh, I gave it a two and a half, though. Um, so it was average. But uh, it's still, I, you know, like I said, I put my iPad down just to watch it. I'm like, oh, okay, this is actually getting my attention. And also Orange Cassidy, Utah, and Chuck versus uh, HFO. I thought that was a pretty decent match. As mu- You know, as much as that was a novelty match, I still thought it was pretty good. So I gave it a two and a half. Get, wow, getting Chucky e. T chance there too. Shows mm-hmm. that in the crowd, yeah. like really. <laughs> <laughs> like wow. Okay. I mean, AEW overall, it wasn't a bad show to be honest. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we'll find out right way. now. Exactly, we'll find out right now. I gave uh, AEW Dynamite a one point eight this week. Uh, Clay, I gave AEW a two point one. All right, Tony, I gave it a one point six three. All right, yeah, not a bad show, Tony. All right, Clay. Now we're going right into NXT POV. Yeah. Low low points for me was the Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly face-to-face. I gave it a .5. I can't stand this rivalry no more. I can't take it seriously. They are saying the same shit and spew that they've had for the whole (laughs) Rivalry. Kyle O'Reilly is so boring oh. that yes. he picked a fucking singles match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and his reasoning behind that was because I know that'll hurt you more. Oh, oh God. That's that whole thing. I was like, you no. dummy head. <laughs> right? <laughs> Rick, what was your low points? My I had three low points, honestly. Damn. It was the Cole and O'Reilly promo, I gave it a point five. Uh the date, I gave that a point five with Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis. Terrible mm. with the way. And yeah. I also gave a point five to the Ted DiBiase promo. I was just like, this is this is cringy. I don't want to you're better than this. Shut the fuck up, Ted. Come <laughs> on, man. You're better than this. Yeah. Don't do that. You were so great. <laughs> you're my buddy, but you're doing terrible on NXT right now. So I gave it a 0.5. All right. And Tony, what was your low points? Uh, before I get my low point, I had a side note from AEW. My apologies. But who is that interviewer that was interviewing Andrade? That uh, lady? No, no idea. My God. I've been watching. It's <laughs> the second week in a row she's been in, interviewing Andrade, and I'm just I'm more focused on her than I am paying attention to this damn fucking promo. I was like, mm, yummy. Who is that? So, all right, that was my side note for that. All right, my low point for NXT though was the Dragonoff promo. I gave it a point five. The dude bored me, man. But not only that, and and I need you guys to hear me out because you guys are gonna think that I'm being hypocritical when I give my high point. But my low point was that, and only because of the simple fact that not they just threw this in our face. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. They didn't say, hey, you know, like two months ago or whatever. You know, they. It just throw it as th- they threw it in our face and they expecting us to be like, oh, yeah, we can't wait for that. But even though we can't wait for it because we heard about what happened in the first match, this one it just I was just bored. I was like, all right, dude. And what else are we going to, you know, I yeah, just, talking is not his strong suit. No, it is not. So I gave it a point five. I had some other ones, but I this one was the the, the lowest. All right. High points for me was that uh, Ilya Dragunov versus Pete Dunn. 
I thought this match was awesome. These guys really went at it. And as much as I like Pete Dunn with the hard hitting, both of them, you know, hard hitting, and the fact that Walter was on NXT to promote the match more made me more excited for this match coming at TakeOver. So, and the whole match in general was great for me. So I gave it a four. Wow. Wow. Rick, your high points. Um, you know what? I, I agree with you. I gave Pete Dunn and Dragon off my highest point. But I will say this. It would have gotten a higher point if Dragon off would have won. Dragon off right. shouldn't have lost this match. I'm sorry. Yeah. That 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 brought it down for me. So I gave it a three total. But Dragon off and Dunn, man, I would love to see that at a takeover. That's Absolutely. that's the kind of match you need to give us more time. It would be amazing. Yeah. But I cannot wait for I'm just glad that Dragon Off is getting his TV time and people are recognizing They're how talented he actually is. Yep, mm -hmm. for sure. But that yep. was my highest point. I gave it to three. All right. And Tony, your high points. Yeah, the same as you guys. It was the Pete Dunn versus Dragon Off, and I totally agree too. The one thing, and now I gave it a three and a half. This could have been a four, four and a half if Dragon Off won. Make right. no sense for him to lose. It didn't. It really didn't. And again, just the simple fact that Walter coming out to promote this even more was even better. So mm -hmm. they could have. And, and that's why I said I'm going to sound a little hypocritical because I gave Dragonos promo a point five. Maybe they shouldn't have just done that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? They shouldn't have just done that. They should have just left it out or whatever. Um, but even still, this was a really, really good match. And like you said, Rick, this would be dope at a takeover because they would go even further. I think the best way they should have ended this match was maybe a double DQ or a DQ or whatever, just to save both of them. Because you got one guy going after Walter and you got the other guy who's probably going to be your top heel in the company. So you don't want to damage any one of them. So you could have done they could have done a schmaz. You know what I'm saying? They couldn't. Have, but when you pinned him, I was it took the breath. Right. I was like, oh, man, really? Yeah. All right. Sure. But I can't take away from the match. So that's why I gave it a three and a half. All right. Overall, I gave NXT a 1.6 this week. Rick? I agree with you. I gave it a 1.6. All right. And Tony? I was being a little nice. I gave it a 1.75. All wow. right. All right. It's now time for the SmackDown breakdown. Uh, my lowest point for SmackDown this week was Baron Corbin and Kevin Owens <laughs> doing their promo. I told you, anything with Baron Corbin is going to get the lowest point because it is god-awful to see him on my TV. Point five, Tony. What was your low points of SmackDown? It was Seth's promo. I, oh, I'm, really? I was, it was bad. It, no, you, there's no justifying that promo. I mean, I was just like, all right, you're doing this thing with Edge. Okay, fine, but you, but I, I don't know. I just, I, I just wasn't into it. Point five. Yeah, and also he was acting like Sami Zayn. He's doing yeah. Bailey's laugh. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. come on, man, you're doing the same exact stick. And I hate that. It's like you're still yeah. like if I'm Sami Zayn and I'm in the back, I'm just like, bro, what are you doing? That's my thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. but I don't think Sami. No, Sami Zayn is that kind of person that would <laughs> would Call say him. something. Oh yeah. He would be like, yo, wait a second, he's mm -hmm. taking my stick right there. Yeah. So no. Um. So hopefully he does say something to Seth. But Seth will be like, I'm sorry, <laughs> I wasn't trying to take. I'm your a style. dad. It's what I do. Ah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Becky, Play. I love you. Low <laughs> points. 
I can't do that shit, man. <laughs> right. My low, my lowest point was the Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair contract signing. I gave it a one. I just feel like Sasha was still trying to be this ghetto, you know, person. And <laughs> I'm not, I'm not for it. I, I love her wrestling. I do, but this whole ghetto thing is just not. No, I, I just can't. <laughs> I can't be for it. And even like the whole posse of like oh i'm bringing out two other people and carmelo and zelina vega come out you just yeah, i didn't carmelo. get that you just mm. beat carmelo for the title yeah. and now she's on your side yeah. uh no didn't make much sense at all to yo me. listen I, man when, yeah. when when she brought out that posse uh, <laughs> I, hey i'm married and all but damn <laughs> <laughs> like, that was a pretty good posse but i gave it a one so, <laughs> um, let me tell you this: the highest point for me was Nakamura defeating Apollo Cruz for that Intercontinental Title. Gave it a three point five. Nakamura, we said it a couple of months ago. It was like, oh, he's gonna be putting other people over. Uh uh-uh. uh he he put himself Ooh. over. He's over now because that yo Rick Bouge yes. and Pat McAfee have Nakamura through the roof right now. That is amazing what they're doing with him. And yes. I gave that a 3.5, but an honorable mention was that Cena-Roman promo in the beginning. That was gold. It was a back and forth between Roman just saying, Cena, hit me with your best shot. Come on, man. Do it. And Cena, he did the kiss goodbye with CM Punk. Mm-hmm. He did the Dean Ambrose. He brought him up. Roman brought up Nikki Bella, talking about missionary for 20 years wasn't good enough for her. Ooh. So, woo. Fire. Uh, Tony, what was your high point in SmackDown? Uh, This is probably going to be a first for me because I never, ever, I never, ever score a promo high. I don't. I just don't unless I'm like really invested in it. But the Cena Roman Reigns promo, I was just like, wow, there's a lot of fucking heat there. And when you don't give them a script, this is what you get. Okay. This is what you get. And I gave it a four. Um, wow. My thing is, my th- the, now I'm going to be picky, was the simple fact that it was just 30 minutes of this. So, yeah. sorry, you have a two-hour fucking show. Something like that should be done on Raw because you got plenty of time. I wouldn't have minded. I probably would have even scored it even higher. But just the simple fact that um, – that you did it on SmackDown, which is obviously, you know, you're supposed to, but they could have shortened it. The way they could have shortened it was it took Roman 10 minutes just to get to the fucking ring. You know, <laughs> Seriously, I was like, bro, what do you do? Just get the fuck in there already. And then, uh, you know, they, there was a lot of things they could have cut to make it a little bit shorter. That fifth, it could have been 15 minutes and I would have been happy with that, but it was just a little bit too long. Um, I got a bunch of side notes, though, but uh, but yeah, I gave that one a four. Um, I'm going to go straight into some side notes that I have um, and, and an honorable mention to the Sasha and Bianca promo. Now, to me, now I gave it a two because it, it was eh, it was all right. I like the physicality, but to me, it was just too much blue. And I know a lot of people think, Tony, seriously now? Come on. No, as a, as a business and production standpoint of view. It was just too much blue. The yeah. ring was blue. Bianca's outfit was blue. Sasha's hair was blue. Um, 
the the belts is blue. Belts were blue. <laughs> the yeah. lighting was blue, and I did gave it a two. I, actually, it could have been a three, but I gave it a two because Sasha's laugh ruined it for me. I was like. Ew, shame on you. How dare you do that when we got your ass in the fucking book. And speaking <laughs> of book, I'm putting another one in the book. And that's Bianca's blue booty butt is going in the book. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Really? So, yeah, <laughs> she's going in the book, Rick. <laughs> All right. Bianca's yeah. blue booty butt. Thank you. You just made the book. Awesome. You sounded so thrilled to do I, that. He did. <laughs> <laughs> my other side note too is where the fuck is Tony Storm? <laughs> <laughs> where's Naomi? You know where's Naomi? Well, she apparently she's going to the Raw brand. Uh, no, she's going back to SmackDown. Is she going? Naomi, or, yeah. yeah. So yeah, uh, seriously, is that what we're doing? Uh, and my final side note is I, you know, the first forty-five minutes. I'm not going to lie, the first forty-five minutes of SmackDown, I, it was an A plus. The rest, it was it was the same thing. You gave me a freaking nice ass piece of steak, and then you served me some soggy ass mashed potatoes with the rest. And I'm like, mm. so it got me mad. But that Shinsuke versus Apollo, I was hyped for that one. I gave that a three and a half too. I know I went babbling on and on and on, but I don't care. Um, <laughs> but no, my high point was the Cena promo and Roman. Nice. Was, that was it. Was awesome. I can't. I can't front. Yes. All right, Clay. What was your high point of SmackDown? Highest point for me had to be the John Cena Roman Reigns promo. It actually got me hyped for this. And going into yeah. it, I was like, uh, I'm not really looking forward to it. Not blah, only blah, that, blah. Con- let me tell you something. Cena was convincingly convincing me, like, damn, is he gonna fucking win this? <laughs> yeah. One, exactly. two, three. That's yeah. all he kept saying, and it still worked. But like oh. like a like Tony said too, you don't put a script with these guys, and then you're gonna get this whole personal thing, like with Nikki Bella, with Dean Ambrose, and, and you know it's and that is awesome. It makes you excited for this for the matches. It's like if you put a personal like stuff into it, it makes it great, and that's what we all enjoy. And like I said, or like Tony said also. I don't really. I same with me. I don't really rate promos that high, but this got me so excited, so ready for this. But the only issue I had that, like you said again, that it only it took twenty five to thirty minutes of a two hour show, and that's yeah. I think what hurt it for me. I gave it a three and a half. Was really invested in this, and I hope they do more stuff like this. And especially because Cena can definitely pull it off. As much as people, you know, yeah. bitch about John and that whole thing, he can get a crowd hype. He can cut promos really well, and you know, he's been able to do that. So this yeah. got me invested. And another side note, and like you guys said too, with the Apollo Cruz King Nakamura match, I gave the match itself a three, but Rick Boogs and Pat McAfee. I fucking love it. <laughs> and I said from the beginning, <laughs> Pat is gonna kill it on commentary. Yes. He's gonna be. He doesn't give a shit. He'll jump on the commentary. He'll jump on fucking Michael Cole. He, and he has. Yes, and he's killed it. And I love Pat McAfee on commentary, not just because. All right, keep boy. it in your pants. Keep it in your pants, That's your boy. Damn it, I I love it. I love it. Like, Go. But I, I do want to add though to the whole John Cena promo. And Roman Reigns promo. The only thing, if I want to be really, really critical uh, and picky about it, is that Roman shouldn't have laughed. He shouldn't have been smiling. 
I exactly. love that part. I I, I didn't, and I'll tell you why is because they're in here. They are going, you know, head to head as far as dissing goes. Cena, yeah, he he should be smiling, and I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got me. But Roman laughing like that, he should have been more pissed, if anything. Like, well, fuck you. No, I've always been, you know, the one that carried this company, you know, instead of just smiling because it kind of punked him at the end. And he shouldn't have been smiling at that. You know, he should have been just like, all right, motherfucker. You know, like one of those, not just smiling. Like, <laughs> no, it, the, that, the that, smiling, that didn't work. The smiling changed. No, Rick. It changes the narrative. It changes no. how things always are the same. It's like, oh, John Cena said it. He wa- that's what he asked of Cena in the beginning. He said, Cena, hit me with what you got. And Cena was like, I'm going to beat you one, two, three. And he's like, no, Cena, hit me with what no. you got. And he came at him and he was like, yeah, no. now I'm in your head, Cena. So that's the way I no, at no, I'm that Roman did. For the end. I know what you're talking about. And that, no, you don't smile for that. You're the heels. Yes. Get pissed yes. off. Because Cena got, got him. It, it no, got, no. But that's the thing. He asked for it. Cena went over, above, and beyond. And he should have been what pissed. Like, Buzz all right, got carried away. Huh? To what is it, Buzz Lightyear? Beyond. I didn't hear you. What? Oh, let's move on. Uh, SmackDown <laughs> overall, one point nine for me this week. Uh, Tony, overall, I gave it a two point zero seven this week. Wow, Clay, I gave it a one point eight. All right, Clayton, and now for the first time ever, Did you just call him Clayton. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't care what you call me. That's my name. <laughs> I just never heard. It. I was always Clay. Jesus. <laughs> Clay Clayton. That's like my Clayton. name. <laughs> All right, it's just more professional that oh, way. Oh, exactly. Oh. My, my apologies. <laughs> <laughs> We're going for the first time ever. AEW Rampage. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I thought throw that out. I kind of goosebumps. Yeah. We just, I mean, it's it's tiring now. <laughs> it's like, yeah, one more rampage. <laughs> Yeah, well, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Low points for me was the Fugo del Sol versus Miro match. I gave it a two, which really it wasn't that terrible of a match, but Miro going into another match where you know he's going to kill this dude. Yeah. Like, that's another thing that's, I think that's hurting Miro more mm-hmm. than it is helping. Yep. But I, the match itself was decent. Uh, him, get, him getting the start on uh, Miro, okay, whatever. But Never believed that he was going to take the TNT title off of Miro, so I think that hurt it. I gave mm-hmm. it a two. So Tony, what was your high or low points of Rampage? Well, for me, it was the Fuego signing, and the reason why, and I gave it a point five. And the reason why is because they did exactly what NXT did with uh, Drake Maverick. That's what they yeah. did. Remember yeah. when he was about the rumor about him being fired, blah, blah, blah. And then when he lost, it was like, oh, shit. But then uh, William Regal and Triple H came out and gave him the contract. And I was, was like, oh, a good moment. So for me, that's what it reminded me of. So I was like, why? What? Really? And, and then on top of that, the motherfucker's record is one in 58. How am right. I supposed to like a dude? I mean, yeah, I mean, the 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 feeling sorry for him is there. And it was a good moment. It wasn't that bad. But to me, it was like, well, WWE already did this. I saw this yeah. already, um, you know, and I'm not trying to be that guy, but I'm going to be that guy. But that was my lowest uh, oh. point five. All right. And Rick. 
Uh, I combined the Miro and Fuego de Sol match with that contract signing as well. I gave it a .5 altogether. First of all, Miro, we knew he was going to win the match. There's no chance in hell that Fuego mm-hmm. de Sol is going to win this match. Also, with a 1-39 in record, there's no way he's going to win. Like, come on. He's going to continue. Like, come on. Why would you sign this dude? Yeah. He just yeah. – first of all, the right. match was for the contract. Exactly. Yeah. He lost. And then right. he gave it to him. It's like – but not only that, though, I've never even heard of this guy. No. Not, and and that's I'm supposed to get – <laughs> All right, but either way, though, my thing is, is that I never I never even heard of this kid. And then you want me to get psyched because he's fighting for a contract. You want me to feel sorry for him because he's fighting for a contract? Seriously? Right. I right. don't know. I mean, I'm, I don't get it. I'm like, no, that was I didn't like it. I didn't like it. And, and, and I had a feeling I had this feeling that they were going to do that with him, too. And yeah. then Tony Khan came out. I was like, yep, they're doing it. And then on top of that. I hadn't. I, I was like, I was trying to figure out why is Sammy Guevara there? Why? Yeah. And then, and then it comes to find out. Well, because you know, everybody knows I'm your best friend. I didn't know. No, I didn't have a clue. Sorry, God, that was in a rant. God damn shit. Some well, I, I can't blame you there. So, high point <laughs> for me was the Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage match. I gave it a four. I really enjoyed this whole entire match. These two went at it. Uh, the whole Don Callis being involved, whatever. The Young Bucks getting involved. And Christian still ended up getting the win and holding both, well, have the Impact title, but having two titles on <laughs> was pretty yeah. cool. You know, yeah. I, I really I really like this for uh, AEW. So I gave the whole match a four. Rick, what was your high point? I, I agree with you, man. I'm a huge Christian Mark. I uh, gave this match a 3.5. I thought the ending was sick. I thought that take of the impaler or the what do they call it? The um, prettier. He put that <laughs> on that chair. Oh my God. The way Kenny's neck looked was oof. Uh, I thought it was a great match. I gave it a 3.5. That was my high point. All right. And Tony? Yeah, I agree. The Omega versus Christian match. Uh, just the psychology alone in that match. Uh, Christian is a veteran in the ring as much as we don't, uh, you know, I think he I think Christian's problem is that he gets compared too much to Edge. So he doesn't really get the credit that he deserves. Um, but in this match, I'm going to give him his credit that he deserves. And it was a really good match. I gave it a four. Um, and nice. I gave it a four based on the psychology alone. It was really, really good. And I appreciated that more than anything. So that was All right. that was my high point. My bad. All right. Overall, I gave AEW Rampage a 2.5. Uh, oh, yeah. Rick. I gave it a 1.5. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. I didn't like oh, wow. the Britt Baker Red Velvet match. I didn't like the Miro the Fuego the Soul match. The only match I liked was Christian and Omega. Everything wow. else was not that good. No. All right. And Tony? Before I give my overall, I do have some side notes. Uh, too many commentators. Too many. Oh. Stop. Yep. Stop. Uh, Jericho, name dropping WWE. Um, to me, uh, you know, like, I mean, I, I was like, okay, that was, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but for me, uh, Mark Henry, brother, to me, he is the Charles Barkley of commentating. <laughs> Seriously, when when he can't think about like watch next week, just pay attention to how what he's saying. But I I kept laughing every time he's like, "Oh my goodness!" Yeah, (laughs) 
He's not ready for backstage interviews. Oh, no, he either. is not. He's not ready for commentating either. I mean, you know what? It might work. Who the fuck knows? But I just kept laughing every time. Like, oh my goodness! <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> um, and um, I'm putting something else in the book too. All right. Now I didn't realize that uh, Britt had the five Bs, and you know what the five Bs are? No. Britt Baker's Badanka Booty Butt is going in the book. <laughs> oh my goodness. I didn't realize her butt was that big. <laughs> She's got big thighs, that girl. But yeah, uh, it's Britt Baker's Badanka Booty Butt is going in the book. All right. Britt Baker's Badanka Booty Butt. <laughs> you just read the book. Overall, though, I did give AEW Rampage a 2.25 this week. For their first show, it wasn't. All right. All, All right. right. It is now time for Raw versus AEW versus, versus AEW Dynamite versus NXT versus SmackDown versus Rampage. All right. Currently, AEW Dynamite and NXT are tied at five with Raw at four and SmackDown with three, Rampage with zero. Uh, Tony, who you got? This one is tough for me. Um, even though I got AEW Rampage at a 2.25, I got Raw at a 2.10. SmackDown at a 2.07, and then I got NXT at a 1.75, and AEW at a 1.63. In my opinion, I'm going to switch NXT and AEW. I think NXT was the worst show this week. I'm going to put Rampage third, and for me, I'm having an issue between SmackDown and Raw. Uh, They're both close. I gave... uh, SmackDown a 2.10, but I gave uh, uh, I gave Raw a 2.10 and I gave SmackDown 2.07. So both very close. I'm trying to look at which one. Um, I don't know. I'm, this one is a toss up for me, but I don't know which one to go with. I don't. I'm having issues. You had here. a title change on SmackDown. True. We had, uh, but, but that happened? was the, but that was it though. The first 45 minutes was good. Yeah, it exactly. was good, but the rest I was kind of like, all right. Raw, on the other hand, it was a lot of different things happening, but no title I mean, changes or nothing like that. The Randy versus AJ had, was a good match. You had, uh, I don't know, Alexa Bliss's doll winking. Stupid. Alexa Bliss's what? The, the doll winked. Really, really yeah. winking. Yeah, that was dumb. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that was dumb. Um, <laughs> I just don't know. To me, it's a toss-up between the two. I don't. So pick one. Pick. You're going to pick one? <laughs> I'm going to go with SmackDown. SmackDown is my choice this week. Well, I'll make it uh, difficult. I'll go with Raw then. All right. It was my highest rating. So I'm going with SmackDown. Uh, Clay, what do you got? Ah, shit. You're going to make me do this. Mm-hmm. Um, basically. Don't forget, we have Elio Canella also has made a pick. So if if, if there is a tie, then well, it's not a we'll tie. go with whatever. No, well, if I'm not putting pressure on Clay. Oh, if he yeah. puts pick somebody, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. So for me, if I have to look, I got of course Rampage and I got Dynamite first and second, and then I have Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. If I'm going by overalls, but for me, I'm not gonna go by overall at all. I'm gonna have to say SmackDown was the best show this week. I think with no the argument. Whole, with the whole title change. With Roman and Cena's promo, it just it, it made me the most excited. Yeah. So 
I think I, that stood out the most, though, was that right. on the and the title change. So yeah. I'm just and that's I what mean, was com- not confusing me, but that's where I had a hard time with. Right, and then you know, Raw probably for excitement was a close second, but if I had to go by overalls, that's how I was doing. But I'm looking at it as what I was more invested in, and I was more invested in SmackDown. So all right, so SmackDown gets the win, and now it's currently. Uh, Dynamite NXT with five, Raw and SmackDown with four, Rampage with zero. Uh, just a side note here, Elio Canella did pick Rampage this week, but he also did mention that the four commentators is too much. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, and, let's go with... Also, before we go into the book, the thing, what everybody's got to understand too, is that Rampage is an hour show. Can it do better than a three-hour show and a two-hour show? It can. It can. Oh, yeah. I will yeah. say that. And uh, being that it's, it's his first, um, I don't think it did that bad at all. I really don't. I uh, The scores were high, but also what everybody's got to understand is that Rampage only had three matches. Yeah. Okay. Right? It had three matches? Yeah. 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 It only had three matches. So three the way matches. you do our ratings and rankings and stuff like that is per match. And with Rampage, we have to add more just so we can get a, an accurate uh, rating for the show. Um, I think my rating, I think all of our, and, and because what people's got to understand, an average uh, show or match is a 2.5. That's average. We're making an average out of uh, five stars. 2.5, that's the middle of it. So what everybody's got to understand is that, you know, when it is a two or above or whatever, it's okay. It's not that bad. So I didn't, I just don't want people to get twisted. Right. That's it. Yeah. All right. Now let's get on to the book. Those that are new to the show, basically what we do is we put the most ridiculous things that happen in the week of wrestling, and we do it just to get a good laugh. I'll even add shit just to get a good chuckle out of y'all. Uh, we ready? Yes, sir. Yes. All right, the way. You know what? Uh, since yeah, since they had a baby, I or they're having a baby. I think it's right to take them out. But I also think because I was I was thinking y'all were going to say that too. But we also got to remember they still might be doing these vignettes with them. That's, That's true. true. I say that- let's give it a couple weeks, not one. Yeah, okay. a couple weeks. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. To be fair, if we don't see them for the next couple weeks, then I say we're gonna we have to take them out. But if we still keep seeing them just because uh, uh, Candace is pregnant, she might be out the picture. But the way will not. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, Tony's hatred for Sasha because she sucks. Stays. Yeah, I bash the fuck out of her. I don't give a damn. Uh, Clay. Stays. There. Uh, oh. <laughs> I even bashed Sasha a little bit. Like, come you on. Did. You did bash Sasha. I, again, I'm still trying to remember why you're in there. So, <laughs> so, so Clay, when Rick remembers it, then, then I think people <laughs> <you'll be able laughs> Okay. Heyman's okay. googly eyes. Stays. Stays. Morrison's cock a doo doo. Stays. Stays. Hate it. Sasha's ghetto laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Stays. Stays. Apollo's non accent. Uh, I, I really was hit. feeling he's not going to be talking that much anymore. I think he's next to get released. But I don't know shit. I think we need to wait till next week to see. Yeah, he just sure. lost the title, and we'll see. Um, Drew, uh, we said Drew storytelling, right? No, Drew storytelling. <laughs> he, he did. He, 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 
again. He did kind of do it. Yeah, yeah. Stays. Right? So it stays. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Baldy Sam's go fuck herself. Fuck him. Fuck him. Stays. <laughs> Aziz's jacket. Stays. Stays. Jake the Snake's choppers. I want to say he that hasn't thing. been there. He hasn't even been there. Yeah, take him out. So we'll take him out. During that one promo, though, since you're talking about choppers, they talked about Roman's teeth, too. Yeah. And that, yeah, what do you say, piano keys or some shit like that? Soap bars, soap bars, yeah, that's even worse. Um, why I come up with piano keys? I don't know. (laughs) Gender's beard ball spot. I think we can, you think so? He ain't saving saving anytime soon, and he got his match with Drew at SummerSlam. That's That's true, yeah. All right, we'll keep it in. Yeah, we'll keep it in, okay. Uh, <laughs> Bianca's banana booty butt. <sighs> Stays. Thazaro. We could take him out. Where is he? We haven't been? seen him. No. And we haven't seen him. So, ooh, is he going to get released? <laughs> they better not. <laughs> oh, my God. Omos is Chompas. Stays. You know, he's smiling too much for a heel. <laughs> yeah. There's a certain small house he makes when he's wrestling. Like, he's like, like no, what? The fuck is, ooh, what's that? Why are you doing that? Stop that. He's wait, making the weird facial expressions. All right. Uh, Kevin Dunn's camera shots. Stays. Stays. Charlotte Stilettos. Stays. Stays. Reggie's lost accent. Stays. Dakota's Lucy Dukes. Stays. Cody's damn ego. Stays. And the new entrance into the book, Britt Baker's Badonka booty butt. Stays. And Bianca's blue booty butt. Stays. Who oh, comes man. up with Look this shit? <laughs> <laughs> My oh. God. All right. You know what? That's the end of the show. I'm done. This is too much. It's too much. Uh, with that being said, uh, after we close out the show, we will be playing the five-second shuffle championship game. If you're new to that, all I do is I just put, press a random. Uh, I hit the shuffle button off my playlist of all these wrestling songs, wrestling entrance songs. And it consists of AEW, WWE, ECW, WCW. It just consists of a lot of shit. And uh, the first one to five wins. And I only play five seconds of it. You can happily play along uh, right now. The current who's the current champion, Rick? Rick, yes, Rick, sir. Current champion right now. And uh, so he has to defend it every week on the show. He has to defend it. Uh, with that being said, I am your host, Tony Diaz, along with the $50 man. Clay Cummings. And the third wheel. Rick Serrano, the third. Love, peace, and wrestling. We'll see y'all motherfuckers next week for Summer Salam. Okay, peace out. <laughs> <laughs> Paper points game, man. Can't play around. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, Riggs, you have champion's advantage. You can either go first or you can pass it off to Clay. I'll uh, go first this time. All right, mate. That's kind of a jinx here. Every time the person goes first, the next person gets the softball. Let's see if it's broken. Here you go, Rick. Is that uh, Eddie Guerrero? No, it is not. Clay. Is that Adam Page? No, it is not. It is Esa Rios. I knew it was a Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Clay, this one's for you. 
Is that Jackson Riker? No, it is not. Rick for the steal. Is that Chuck Palumbo? No, it's Hawkinson Ryder. Ow. All right, Rick. Here you go. Darby Allen. Yes, Darby Allen. You know what? I'll give you an extra point if you can name the song. No way. (laughs) Wait, I'll give you a point if you can name the song. I have no idea. It's called I Fell. Is it really? I shit you not. It's called I Fell. (laughs) Okay. All right. Rick's up one nothing. Here you go, Clay. Is that the Mexicals? No, it is not. Rick for the steal. Savio Vega. Yes, Savio Vega. Darn it. Savio Vega. Good guess, though. That I would have said the same thing, probably. <laughs> All right. Uh, Rick stole that one, so it goes to Rick. Here you go. You can be up 3 nothing. Uh, is that Heidenreich? No, it is not. Uh, Clay for the steal. Is that Ezekiel Jackson? No, it's uh, Natural Born Thrillers. Again? Right? It's like... Bro, why can't I ever get that one? (laughs) All right, this one goes to play. Here you go. (laughs) Is that Heavy Machinery? Yes, Heavy Machinery. Yeah. Heavy Machinery, their first one. Um, Three to one, right? Mm -hmm. Two to one. Two to one? Oh, yeah, two to one. one. Yep. All right, this one goes to Rick. Here you go. Wait. Yeah, it goes to Rick, right? Yeah. Yeah. Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle, yes. (laughs) My buddy. Uh, (laughs) Three to one. Here you go, Clay. Is that... Chuck Palombo. No, it is. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, Rick for the steal. I want to say Steve Blackman. No, it is not. It is Draws. Oh, okay. Remember Draws? Yeah. Yep. Uh, who's it on? Rick, right? That's oh, on me. Yep. yep. All right, here you go. Uh, Natalia. No, it is not. Claire for the steal. <laughs> is that Bret Hart? Red Hart, yes. yes. I don't I don't I don't why you said that. <laughs> and I smiled too because I was like, I'll bet you he's gonna probably think that it's Natalia and you did. <laughs> All right, so what is it? Three to two. Yep, on yep. Clay. And it's on Clay. Here you go, Clay. Is that Dominic Dijakovic? No, it is not. Rick for the steal. Is that Mojo Raleigh? No, it is not. It is Cassius Ono. Oh. No. Oh, no. You don't remember Cassius Ono? Oh, no, I I guess not. I I do, but I don't remember that entrance. Cassius Ono. (laughs) Oh. Really? Wow. I am am shocked. I am really shocked. Three to two. It's on Rick. Yeah. Yeah. Here you go. Jesus. 
Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin, yes. Wow. <laughs> Four to two. Yep. Uh, Clay, this one's for you. Get closer. Is that retribution? No, it is not. Rick, for the steal. Is that Billy Kidman? No, it is not. It is Q.T. Marshall. Oh, no. <laughs> that was his original one. I'm supposed uh yeah, his original thing. You guys remember AEW is involved. Yes. Sir. <laughs> it's true. All right. Uh, still four to two. Rick, this one's for you. Gold dust. Yes, gold dust. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that five to two. Jesus, had some good ones there. Some first timers. Um, good one. Yeah, we don't own the rights. <laughs>